So, still in Toronto. Yep, our very last Sunday night. Yeah, still in Toronto, very last Sunday night happens to be our wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. So our full three fans, I hope you appreciate us recording tonight. (laughs) We may have five fans, actually. There's a couple. Anyway, we were in Welland yesterday, and we uh, did some motorcycle moving. Well, we didn't, but somebody else did. Rosalie? Um, has finally made it home. So we have a full fleet of bicycles and a motorcycle. Actually, bar one. We've just got one to move. My cruiser. Yeah, which we'll get on with. As you probably gather, we've been struggling a bit with riding time. I mean, in a week, that will all change, hopefully. I mean, the the weather will probably change, but... Um, we are hoping that once we move, even while settling in, we should get back to a bit more of a normal riding schedule, which will mean a few more podcasts. Yeah, we have plenty uh, plenty to explore down in that neck of the woods, but it has been a bit tricky to allow ourselves the usual amount of time with all the other things on the docket. It's been unseasonably warm lately, like very unusually warm we are into december and it was how many degrees was it on saturday uh 15 i think 15 degrees above zero yeah it went from being hat and gloves in toronto at the middle of the week to 15 degrees this weekend which is nuts i mean it's just doesn't make any real sense but I'm not sure. I mean, I can definitely, you know, recall getting the odd warmer or mild day in December, but 15 degrees, that's got to be a record. Yeah, this is what happened in England, though. It kind of did this, and then it got cold, and then it got hot, and then now there's no snow in the winter. <laughs> we get snow at Easter, generally. Or they do, as I'm actually here now. So, with this in mind, we decided to try a different trail to do a bit of research so we went to the jerry burkout trail which is on the edge of welland which i think is about six and a half kilometers something like that i think somewhere around six it's like a rail trail yeah so we we went and did that and so we went to the end and back the end being fenwick or fenwick one of the reasons we did it was we thought we might spot some mushrooms we thought we might spot some mushroom places and i was a bit curious to see as it said it was uh, in fact i quote i'm going to quote what the guy said about it jerry burkow is a former town councillor current font hill lions member i guess he's passed away though so this is slightly out of date previous citizen of the year and a member of the royal canadian legion this trail was an old Hamilton Toronto Buffalo rail line that the town purchased for one dollar. It was redeveloped by the town over the last three years. Jerry has been passionate about opening up the area for the public to experience its natural beauty. Now the Welland end is a bit flat but actually as you get closer to Fenwick or Fenwick it is quite pleasant and you do pass through quite a lot of wooded areas don't you? Yeah, I would say the whole way along, you've got uh, trees lining either side of you. Like you feel, you feel like you're in the woods through most of it. I mean, sometimes you could hear a little bit of traffic or a road nearby, and sometimes you know you could even sort of 
peer through some of the trees to see an opening, but often it was thick woods on either side of you. So a bit of a mix, I would say. Yeah, and if you don't venture anywhere off of it, so if you start at Welland and go all the way up to the end, there is a little bit of a wooded, like a loop, I suppose, a very small loop. But if you're kind of first day out, so that's our cat, first day out on your mountain bike first day out on your mountain bike and you want to try a little bit of off-road and a little bit of cruising you can cruise all the way up the rail trail and then the little loop at the end in the woods has got a few roots and drops and jumps and things yeah and then i did think there's a couple of spots there's a lot of private don't trespass signs and i wondered who's uh who that belongs to and or for what purpose because it like you said it looked like there was some trails through there i wonder if it was hunting or what really for and what purpose were those trails yeah and there's a couple of spots that you could um definitely build some trails further up without anybody getting too upset so as you get closer to fenwick there's a wooded area that's a little bit marshy in places but there's already some start of some trails in there, and I don't know what for, but you could definitely... I mean, we will try and find the landowner and see if we can just do things properly, but even if not, you could easily just rake in a small, single-track, twisty trail through there. I don't think anybody would mind too much. Not that I'm encouraging illegal trail building. But, um, <laughs> the law. Who's to Pick say it's illegal when... Nobody knows. There's no sign, so... Um, but yeah, and it and it would make it quite interesting if you could start a well and ride up that rail trail to warm up, and then go and do a couple of loops of some nice blue single track, and then finish off and come back again. That could be a good. Yeah, I think a little trip out, a little family loop. You know, something geared towards kids or beginners could do could be just lovely in there. There's, uh, it's quite flat, so. Yeah. But you could build you could build something of interest that would help out some newbies. You could. Uh, and then as you go up the rail trail, there's a few little benches to sit on, I noticed. Um, there were. And there's a nice little streamy, rivery thing that goes under the, the old railway, which we stopped and looked at, that kind of... Oh, yes. Which was quite pretty. But we didn't find many mushrooms, did we? Not really any at all. I mean, we saw a few. Um, we saw a few. We like to call them shelfies, um, polypores. But and there was one other that I don't know. We never did even look into what it was. It was just oh, that three brown. Or four. Uh, yeah, I should have sent you that. That was my fault. Um, it had gills and it was pretty old, but I just a bit odd like a small cluster and i've never seen anything like it before but um we definitely spotted a few birch polypores and some turkey tails um but yeah i would say we were hoping to find a couple of oyster mushrooms perhaps again the environment looked promising yeah and as it suddenly got mild it was like is this actually gonna be you know perfect or whatever but nothing <laughs> not in the cards for that day but it could be a good spring spot we thought didn't we because there's some good mus- mosquito breeding grounds <laughs> that are swampy which the mushrooms seem to 
quite like, I think. Yeah, there definitely was water, as you said, some streams and some bit of kind of marshy moistness nearby. Um, I did notice quite a few box elders, so I did wonder if it could be a different scene in the spring for Dryad Saddles. Pheasant Banks. Yes. Do you want to talk about Buckthorn, or are we not talking about that? Well, steer clear of Buckthorn. (laughs) There's a lot of Buckthorn out there, and they will upset your stomach. Enough said. did find out, though, from Jessica that it's uh, particularly good for rewilding sites and holding um land together so soil could be a good trail building uh plant because it might help with just holding things together but i will i guess we'll do some research and come back on that because i don't know if they will encourage you planting anymore though as it is an invasive species true but it has all kinds of properties that help cleanse soil. So I guess if it's an old industrial site, like a quarry, yeah. it probably may do may do less harm than damage. Good we, point. We did see a lot of blue jays, didn't we? We did see a lot of blue jays and a number of other smaller birds. That Did you spot any or were you able to identify any of those smaller sucker, suckers that I kept seeing darting around? I saw a lot of starlings. But I don't know if that's what they call them in Canada. I should probably look that up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what the North American name for a starling is. Jamie's a bit of a wizard with his bird knowledge, I must say. He surprises me with, um, even without visually seeing birds, often just by hearing them, he can identify them. Is that... um... Is that a little bit thanks to your father, John? Yeah, I kind of got, you know, wasn't, we never, I wouldn't say allowed because that sounds like it's mean, but we would, I spent a lot of my time outdoors and there was an assumption if you're going to spend time outdoors that you will at least have a broad understanding of the things that are around you, be that plants or birds or animals. Uh, So climbing a lot, I kind of know a fair amount of the mountain birds by sound as well as sight and then a few others just as you do so that's what we were seeing the common starling so in england they're known as the common starling in europe they're known as the european starling and in north america they're simply known as the starling there you have it all the starlings yeah they're uh interesting birds actually they look really plain and dull until the light catches them and then they've like got an oil slick kind of pattern on their feathers and they're the ones that do the i've forgotten the word that they use there's a special word but starlings what happens is they hang out in the fields all day in the winter or the autumn and then in the evening they go to warmer places so they either go to trees actually or they go into towns and you have clouds of starlings that all maneuver and weave around while they're trying to find places to uh, roost for the night so 
it's a spectacular thing because you can get thousands and thousands. And I think they call it a murmuration. Oh, a murmuration. And if you look at it on, if you look at Stalin's Stalin murmuration online, you'll see like in England in particular. I think they've even like done classical music to the murmurations oh, cool. and stuff. So um, yeah, and it always makes me smile when I see the big swarms of Stalin doing their thing. Reminds me of all the bats at dusk. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's worth looking at. I might put a link to a murmuration video in the description for those of you that are interested. I would be. <laughs> so. Sounds like some sweet Sunday night viewing. We had a we had a nice time for us. It was quite a it was quite there you go Mur- yeah murmuration of starlings. And I think, but I think they're in England. There's a few on YouTube. I'll send you one. And they do these like crazy dances. So it was a bit of a tame one for us, really. We didn't do... We did a little bit of off-roading. We're still going easy with Jessica's leg until the new year, probably. And we're in this weird transition moving, but also we don't know whether it's spring or winter. Well, hold up just a second there. We're going easy on Jessica's leg. Back up. Beep, beep, beep. We have big news. (laughs) Or I have big news. That was, this Saturday was my first ride, and we counted, I think, six months? Yeah. Since before Canada Day, which here is July 1st, that I rode without a boot, two shoes on my (laughs) feet. Jamie always, it's a bit of a joke around here, Jamie often grabs my riding shoes for me, but for the last six months, or even only two or three, rather, I of course have only needed one shoe because I've been wearing the boot on my other foot. So today or yesterday was the first time in ever so long that I got to don both shoes and yeah um, I would say it was the perfect ride actually uh, for for trying that out and still feeling quite vulnerable and being extremely cautious Um yeah, and I would say on that, even the off-roady bit at the end, which is uh, probably a green, um, even that was a little bit thought-provoking, wasn't it? There was a log roll and a couple of other things that... Yeah, the log rolls, I straight up just yeah, dismounted walked. and walked over. I was not about to um, start messing about with any of that. Because even still, on anything difficult or remotely sketchy um i would have my left leg down holding on my weight like pedals i'm not quite uh, again like just riding straight i could do pedals flat but going over anything bumpy um i don't trust my right leg just yet no and there's no there's no rush on that no uh that rail trail thing as well would be good if you had somebody with a you know hybrid bike or even a recumbent trike or something it's a good uh it's a good surface and it's an interest an interesting ride it truly is flat though because i thought from the car to fenwick was gradually uphill and then i thought from fenwick back to the car was gradually uphill oh yeah you did say on the when we well, yeah, got to the end you said oh it'll be easier down, on the way downhill <laughs> from here and i thought i never know when we're going when it's a very gradual uphill well, it, Most of the time, I don't know. Um, it didn't climb much. It climbed 11 metres over 6 kilometres, which well, is nothing. But railway much. lines 
Railway lines I've ridden on in the past often tend to be very gradually descending, but because of that, you can pick up like a massive speed. Yeah. However, I didn't pick up a massive speed. I just got shouted at for not shouting loud enough at somebody, even though I slowed down, gave them a really wide berth, and said, Excuse me. Uh, I still got told off, which was he interesting. Was a bit elderly. Perhaps he had some assistance for his hearing that he did not have with him. Who knows? Anyway, apart from that, it was fairly incidentless. It was a very pleasant, um, a pleasant ride, pleasant experience. As in, not not too many people. Like it wasn't very busy at all. We did see a few people. Oh, one thing that was quite um, quite sweet that we kept seeing along the way, though, <laughs> was that as we are getting closer to Santa's coming to town um as it's getting close to christmas there were a number of trees along the way along the trail that people had brought out christmas ornaments and decorated out in the woods yeah that's true and we saw like a bit of a christmas parade didn't we which we looked like something was going something on. was about to start which yeah. was excellent so yeah anyway i think this is going to be a bit shorter than normal we wanted to do something so this is it. It's a good place to go for a ride. Like you said, it's a good family ride. Definitely. Um, and some sections of woods that have some potential for building something else in. or. And I think also it could be a good fat bike place as well, which you did comment on we if there was snow. So, and a future potential um, for a different season, some better luck for the foraging. Or you never even know, going back in a couple of weeks, what you might find. Or at the weekend. Yeah. We see. But definitely one to check, as I said, in the springtime. I uh, I reckon there could be some, some pheasant backs hanging about in there. Okay, well, there's not much else to say then. I guess our next episode is going to be the one before Christmas. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So, well, until next time. Get lost. <laughs>